I was trying to find like some spooky UFO music or something like really just, I don't know, that was kind of like related to all the shit that's going on in the sky. But that's all I can come up with. You're listening to the Alex B Podcast. What's up? Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, 38-35. A little bit of a nail biter towards the end there. You know what I mean? We're going to talk about, you know, I'm going to have to spill my opinion on halftime. We'll get to that in a minute. But think about this now. Four flying objects. Okay. The first was the Chinese spy balloon. Now, do you think when this thing was flying over there, it reported to like the next three guys, hey, man, we got, we got, we got away with like four days over U.S. airspace before they took it out. Do you think maybe they were setting the stage for this other stuff to be happening? They're somehow related? That everybody knew that China got away with flying this fucking balloon for like four days or three days or whatever before it was shot down? Did they collect enough intel to send? I don't know. You know, there's so many theories going on. I'm letting the internet just kind of like sort it out. If I see something that, that makes me think, I'm like, hmm. But again, we would have to be really, really just moronic to think that we're the only, we're the only ones out in this big, vast universe. You know what I mean? Like, like we're the only game in town. I doubt it. And obviously, something's going on. Something's getting launched from somewhere. But yet, they're not telling us what it is. What kind of material is it made out of? What's the, what's the measurements? Because you know you got radar pictures of that motherfucker before you blew it out of the sky. So tell us what's up. I almost like want to rewatch Close Encounters of the Third Kind from like the 70s. Remember that? Richard Dreyfuss is in that. It was like a Spielberg movie. I don't know. Makes you think. So everybody that watches Super Bowl... We're going to talk about the Rihanna performance in just a minute because everybody knows that you know, I'm a music guy, so I'm going to have to put my two cents in there. I'm just tripping still that Pat Mahomes makes $45 million a year. He signed a 10-year deal uh, in 2020, $450 million contract. So like 2022, base salary, $1.5 million, total bonuses, 34. So $45 million a year this dude makes, man. Fuck. That's crazy. All right, let's, not, let's talk Rihanna for a second. First of all, I know everybody has an opinion. They would say, you're always going to see people on the internet. Oh, I should be a country guy. I should be a rock guy. I should be this, this, that, or whatever. Let's take all that out of the equation for a second. It was a good, I thought it was a good performance. You know what I mean? I think the floating stages were cool. You know, she didn't go too off the dial or whatever. I mean, it's kind of hard to top. It's going to take a minute to top last year, you know, with Snoop and Dre and Mary J. Blige and, and Kendrick and, and Eminem and all that. But this, this one I thought was cool. I mean, she hasn't had an album out or anything in like seven years. So this must have been like the seventh inning stretch or the 70 or itch or something because she went and did her thing, which is really weird because four years ago, she boycotted the NFL because of Kaepernick had said she turned down halftime. So what happened in four years? Well, in the last four years, that's part of the seven where you haven't really done anything. And Jay-Z's pretty much who launched her career. Jay-Z's got his deal with the NFL where Rock Nation is producing Super Bowl halftime shows. Just look how the Super Bowl halftimes have changed. And Jay-Z, who's, who's brilliant at what he does, Rock Nation, took like he, he signed a deal with them in 2019. Then I just learned only from the advertisements that Pepsi dropped out of the sponsorship. And Pepsi, we all know, Pepsi brought all kinds of stuff. So did Pepsi drop because they didn't have a say-so in what, what the artist lineup's going to be? You know, that's kind of weird. Apple Music, obviously the, the sponsor, at least for was for this year. But it's just really weird when you see, you know, a couple years after Jay-Z takes over and some of the direction changes in the entertainment and then fucking Pepsi's like, man, we're out. I don't know if the two are related, but they're pretty coincidental. And again, I'll say Rihanna did a great job. 
I, you know, for, for, you know, you don't have to have all the crazy like explosions and light shows and shit like that. I mean, you know, she's obviously pregnant, you know, the flying chain motors and that kind of stuff. That's, that's a big deal. So that's a lot of production in it. And I thought it was good. I thought it was, you know, change of pace. It wasn't nothing too off the wall from what we're used to. And Chris Stapleton na- nailed the national anthem, period, like that. Didn't really watch much of the commercials any, but nonetheless, the Super Bowl thing is going to be interesting. So it's Apple Music going to continue to sponsor it. Are, are the acts all going to be like friends of Jay-Z? Is something going to change? Because I know you're going to have all the all the old timers going, oh, it should be a rock band, you know? And then you got, you got, you know, oh, it should be, it should be a pop band. It should be this, it should be that. Now, we all know my favorite performance is Prince fucking period, so nobody's going to deny me on that one or beat me on that one. We can debate all you want, but that one was pretty badass. That it would, like, coincidentally rain when Purple Rain, when he starts playing Purple Rain. I mean, come on. All right, enough about the flying objects. Enough about football. You know what it's time for. Cruise the news. Let's get into it. All right, now, if this is not the biggest bullshit thirst trap attention-getting TikTok. Obviously, there's a lot of them out there. Listen to how bullshit this story is. Mom of four, Janelle McLoon, revealed that she was forced to breastfeed her hubby Joshua during a would-be romantic getaway to Puerto Rico because she forgot her breast pump. Now, I know what a lot of you are thinking. I'm going to get to that and get to her reasoning. Uh, She said it's on TikTok, of course. Now, obviously, there's no video of her, you know, her husband, you know... (laughs) There's nothing like that. I'm sure there might be an OnlyFans showing that kind of shit. Who knows? She says, I'm here to tell you that I had a breastfeed my husband, Janelle, 32, from Boston, admitted in her viral TikTok confessional, which recently amassed more than 188,000 views from hungry-eyed spectators. Yeah, because they want to see some titties. Of course. The chuckling brunette went on to explain that her peculiar predicament says, we're in Puerto Rico and I'm breastfeeding and I forgot to pack my pump. So she said, supposedly that the old man, you know, got the milk out of her. Breastfed her old man, and I don't know how the fuck that worked or whatever. But then why not go to like a fucking Walgreens or a CVS? You know what her answer was? And she says, yes, they do, but we're staying at. It was far from all that. Nah, man, nah. She probably had a fucking breast pump. She probably just did this for a thirst trap, I'm sure. I I would doubt she actually let her husband, you know, suck the milk out of her breast, but you know, There's a lot of wackos out there, and she could be very well one of them. Okay, so since we're talking about TikTok, because you know there's always these stories that amuse me, there's a guy, his TikTok handle is Fat Kid Club Prez. (laughs) I want to meet that guy. So he was calling a Wingstop store for like an hour before they closed, and nobody would answer the phone, right? So he drives over to the store. Now, do you think since he drove over to the store, he would just go in the store and put his order in? Oh, no. He continued to make phone calls and count how many people were slacking off. So why wouldn't you just walk into the store, man? Again, because he wanted the views. He wanted the likes. He wanted the internet notoriety. And one of his texts says, when you're trying to close early, but you still have an hour left. So he's like literally like talking about these people that he's witnessing, not wanting to answer the phone. So again, why don't you, and, and I don't blame them. Who wants to take an hour, an hour before they close? Somebody puts in some really, really huge order and then they're screwed. I'm not saying that you should like abandon all hope, but maybe a limits on what happens or whatever. So, but that's common in fast food. I know what a lot of people do out here. I've seen it happen in Indiana. They won't turn their outside sign on 
or their drive-through sign. So they make it look like they're closed. I've driven by plenty of times. I'm like, wait a minute, there's motherfuckers in there. But they shut the light off to create the illusion that they're closed or they won't have their board or they just simply won't ignore like you won't see anybody. And I know people probably hiding from customers. They don't want to have to fucking work late. I get it. But I've seen that happen a lot of times where the fast food, like the street sign will not be on. They're open. They just don't want people rolling up or the famous that McDonald's and New Pal used to do. Oh, cash only. Get the fuck out of here. You know, most people are walking around plastic cash only. Hmm. They were doing that for the longest time. Like for the longest time, I would I would go there like after, you know, after leaving a casino or after leaving Peppers. And it's like, you know, two o'clock in the morning, whatever. Sorry, it's cash only. Man, that sounds suspect as fuck. But the guy ratted out Wingstop. So it really wasn't about the food. He just wanted to get a viral hit and, and, and basically put the workers on blast that weren't answering his phone call. I just want to know what the motherfucker was trying to order. In this house. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. I said certified free. Seven days a week. There's some hoes. Okay, I'm obviously going to play the whole song, but you already know what the next word is. And you're probably thinking to yourself, dude, why are you playing like this part of this Cardi B? Because there's somehow a joke tied into it. There has to be. Uh, I guess Cardi B and Offset have been given their own Valentine's Day themed McDonald's meal. And the new commercial promoting the meal is set to uh, air on the Super Bowl. I didn't watch all the commercials, so I haven't seen it. Uh, they were filming the uh, spot back in January, according to Neighborhood Talk, who uh, shared a poster. So they're basically trying to say, based on the photo, the Cardi B and Offset meal will contain a cheeseburger and the quarter pounder with cheese with a side of barbecue sauce, a large fry, apple pie, a large high C, orange lava burst, and a large Coca-Cola and no WAP.
the White Stripes. Welcome back to the uh, Alex B. Podcast. I'm that guy. Let's uh, do a news cruise, if we shall. Now we're going to go to the region. We're going to go to Crown Point. Well, not really Crown Point, but they say it's Crown Point to kind of get people, because that's where the jail and shit's at. But this happened in Maryville. Pretty interesting, I'm sure. It's more common. Probably not as reported as much. But two strip club dancers said they were robbed last Sunday, not last night, but the Sunday before in a Maryville motel after a private show. The Lake County Prosecutor's Office is charging a 35-year-old by the name of Corto Givens with armed robbery, criminal confinement, and being a felon in possession of a firearm. He's being held in Lake County Jail on a $12,000 cash bond. So not sure if he's out yet. So apparently... Officers were called to uh, this hotel over there, 61st in Mississippi, which if you know anything about the region, you don't do shit north of 30, period. You just don't. I don't give a fuck. You just don't do nothing north of US 30. Now, I'm not saying that the hotels and US 30 South over there, like by Hooters and fucking, you know, by the South Lake Mall are any better, but definitely don't do nothing, especially not 61st in Mississippi. Uh Uh-uh. So anyway, these chicks called the cops and said they were being held up. So... Uh, two women said they knew Gibbons as a frequent customer at a c- place called Club 390 in Chicago Heights. That's quite a haul, man. Chicago Heights to fucking Maribel? Uh, where they work as exotic dancers. Uh, the woman said Gibbons texted one of them asking if she was available for private dances. According to the private dances. Okay, motherfucker. That's some, yeah, okay. And told police that they charge anywhere between $200 and $500 cash to perform. After negotiating a price, now, so why would you do this? You're in Chicago Heights, which is a little bit of a jaunt at 61st in, in Mississippi. So after negotiating a price, the woman agreed to obtain an Uber ride to a motel at the location. Givens met them, and they accompanied him to a second-floor room. According to the documents, the woman said he gave one dancer $70 and another 100 So that's got to give one of them a complex, right? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Your girl got 100 you only got 70 Mm-mm. Uh, they said they danced for about 30 minutes. Yeah, they just danced. Nothing else. Nothing Nothing suspect. The woman said Gibbons told them during their dances that he had a gun and sold illicit drugs and hadn't hurt people in the past. So basically, he's trying to throw the intimidation shit on him. The woman said they initially believed he was only saying that to make himself look cool, but then he became they became concerned after he started demanding that they have sex with him. According to the affidavit, they said they refused his sexual advances, got dressed, and were preparing to leave when he allegedly displayed a black semi-automatic handgun and put the gun to one of the head of the victims. They said uh, he removed the clip to show it was loaded with bullets and threatened to shoot them if they didn't give him all their money. So they gave back the 170 that he paid them in addition to $50 one of the women. So basically, he didn't. it wasn't even worth it. I don't know why you would go from Chicago Heights again. I'm not saying Chicago Heights hotels are fucking any better. Uh, they said, uh, so yeah, they said they were in fear that they were being held against their will until he told them to leave and threatened to report them to the police as prostitutes. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be fucking legit. Yeah, I brought these two, two hookers to the hotel and maybe the price was right. Maybe the price was right. Maybe the price was wrong. I don't know. Uh, the detective said that Givens told officers he usually stays at his mother's apartment and was spending the night at the motel where he encountered the strippers in the motel lobby. Oh, yeah. That's always common to be in Maryville to find two strippers from Chicago Heights in the lobby just hanging out. <laughs> this motherfucker out here lying. He denied texting them, 
He denied having texted him to dance for him and eventually refused to talk further without an attorney. Smart move. Police said one of the women provided police with the phone number they used to contact Givens, and police confirmed the number was traced back to him. Don't you know we live in an age of screenshots and all of this? Come on now. Police said they confiscated $265 in cash from Gibbons and found a loaded black 380 caliber Ruger pistol in his motel room, which, by the way, he's not supposed to have because he was convicted in 2013 of possession of cocaine, was sentenced to 30 months in Lake County Jail, Sheriff's Work Release Center. So basically, it was a definitely a, a deal gone bad. Were they really dancers? Was it, was it innocent? Did shit go wrong? Did he not pay enough? Were they hookers? Nobody knows. Except for this guy's in jail, and these chicks can get back to work. Now, if you remember, on the last podcast, I had told a story about uh, a McDonald's in the region where somebody went after a disgruntled customer because, you know, disgruntled customers talking shit, et cetera, et cetera, and, uh, you know, got chased into, like, where the double doors are and basically got, you know, got their ass beat. So... You're seeing a lot of these videos where people are jumping over the counters and they're basically going off on fast food employees. But now you're starting to hear more news of these fast food employees saying, fast food employees saying, you know what, fuck you. And such is the case in Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis, home of Elvis. No related, no relation to Graceland in the story, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. A checkers employee is accused of pointing a gun at a customer on February 7th. So Tara Jones is charged with aggravated assault after an argument just after 11 p.m. on 844 Poplar Avenue. You know, 11 o'clock, she's fucking tired, probably ready to go home, ain't got the time for nobody to be talking shit. So according to the affidavit, the customer ordered chili cheese fries, but her fries were old and dry. The customer asked Jones to remake her order and to give her a refund. Jones, Jones refused to do it according to the document. So bitch, you want the food and a refund? Mm-mm. Now, now, you know damn well the customer was probably uptight, irate, probably provoking, because that's usually the case when you see these videos. Unfortunately, I don't have any video to corroborate this story, so we're just going to have to just visually try to figure out what happened. The argument led to Jones exiting the building. Eventually, Jones pointed a small black handgun at the customer during the argument. Like, bitch, step off. Uh, officer said Jones admitted to the assault. Her court hearing is set for February 9th. So I don't know what happened with the court date, but yeah. Again, employees are going to start fighting back, man, because seriously, all these people that have been like losing their cool and going off on these understaffed, you know, restaurants and stuff and people and giving them grief, people are saying, no, man, fuck you. Such is the case there. Time for some news from the Lou. This is a little surprising. I shouldn't say too surprising because... You guys pretty much pay attention to what the fuck I read on this show. But in St. Louis, Missouri, St. Louis Metropolitan Police trainee has been arrested Tuesday for allegedly robbing a beauty supply store. According to charging documents, Brittany Hamilton was arrested on February 6th for a suspected robbery of a Parker beauty supply store. Hamilton was allegedly inside the store and upon leaving, set off the store alarm. When the manager of Parker Beauty checked for unpaid merchandise, Hamilton struck him. Hamilton became a police officer trainee on January 30th after previously working as a dispatcher. So you become a trainee on January 30th and just days later you fuck up and get arrested on suspicion of robbery. Okay. Another story from the Lou, which kind of has me nervous because I really do like the city as much as I like bag on it for the crime. Having lived out here way long time ago, there's really some cool stuff to do, but not if you're in the 1500 block of Washington Avenue 
in uh, downtown West. I'm gonna have to look look up, see what's around there. Anyway, this is pretty scary. This is this this past Friday, Super Bowl weekend. One man was shot as robbers confronted a group of seven people Friday night in downtown St. Louis. So you know how you, when you go out with a group of friends, you guys go to dinner, or drinks, or whatever. You know, a lot of times you, everybody walks out to their cars, and then they kind of shoot the shit in the parking lot for a minute. You know, blah blah blah. It was nice catching up. Well, apparently that was not such a bright idea, because two armed suspects came up to this group. So two victims dropped their belongings and ran towards their parked car. Another two let go of their belongings. Three others rushed to get inside a car and drove away. While the group of three tried to get away. One of the suspects fired shots and struck the driver's side door. A 38-year-old man was shot in his thigh. The suspects then ran from the scene. The man shot was quickly rushed to the hospital and was treated for serious injuries. Here you are. Just Maybe you went out for dinner and drinks. You're just sitting there conversing outside of a car. Hey, you know, it's good seeing you. Blah, 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 blah. And then, boom. Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer Can you believe though that was actually like a marketing theme for Oscar Mayer? I want to say the 70s, maybe even 60s. I do remember that. So I wish I was an Oscar or if my baloney had a first name, that was like way back when. That just shows you my age. I don't even know if they even use those same kind of jingles or same kind of things because, you know, we're in a woke society. We're in inclusive, everything else. So you might not be able to sing that you want to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. Or maybe you can. I don't know. These in the Las Vegas Valley temporarily Put the bite out of the Oscar Myers Wienermobile. Now, a lot of times you've heard about this thing getting stolen. This is how you know you're bold. Anybody that's seen the Wienermobile, this thing pretty much sticks out. It's obviously what it is, right? It draws a lot of attention. People take pictures around it, right? Because it's not like your typical automobile. This thing is 27 feet long. So it was in Las Vegas to do some Super Bowl appearances or whatever. And they were parked at a place called Sinesta Suites. Over on Paradise Road, wherever the fuck that is. I'll have to ask my buddy Ed. My buddy Ed lives out in Vegas. Ed lives out in Vegas and so does John Taffer. I'm going to have to ask one of them where this is at. If this is like a sketch neighborhood or if it's legit. So, they stole the the catalytic converter off the Wienermobile. That's how you know, man, you're bold. First of all, you're in Vegas. Anything can happen there. You've got one of the most iconic vehicles, kind of like the Batmobile and, you know, shit people like recognize. And these guys stole the catalytic converter off the Wienermobile. The crew became aware of the theft on Friday morning when they couldn't get it started before a 10 a.m. appearance at a supermarket. It was then towed to a truck rental facility where mechanics installed a quote-unquote temporary catalytic converter. Now, again, I have said this many times. I know it sounds like a broken record. Why are recyclers or whatever still taking these catalytic converters if they notice such a crisis is with theft? Because, you know, like when you go to a pawn shop, now back in the day, you can go to a pawn shop and you can fucking pawn in stolen shit or whatever. Now, you know, they take your fingerprint, they take your driver's license, at least legitimate ones do. You know, they check a database. Why is this not happening with catalytic converters? Like, why are people still taking them for the scrap, whatever, scrap yards or whatever, knowing that it probably got stolen off a vehicle? I'm still really, really confused about this. One more before I get out of here. Now, this is probably going to raise some eyebrows with people listening on what this restaurant did. Me personally, kind of agree with it. I shouldn't say kind of. I do agree with it. In some instances, depending on the price of the meal and whatever. A popular Italian restaurant in New Jersey has made the controversial decision to ban children under the age of 10 from dining there. Uh Uh-oh. 
place called Nettie's House of Spaghetti in Tilton Falls announced on social media Thursday that beginning on March 8th, they will no longer serve young children. Uh-oh. We, we love kids. We truly do. But lately, it's been extremely challenging to accommodate children at Nettles. Nettie's, I should say. The restaurant manager wrote a Facebook post, quote, between the noise levels, lack of space for high chairs, cleaning up crazy messes, and the liability of kids running around the restaurant, we have decided that it's time to take control of the situation. I've seen that many times, man. Your kids spilling food all over the fucking floor. Like it's just a fucking mess. Like you, like you think you're at home or something. And then you don't even give like the waitress a legitimate enough tip to clean up after your fucking messy ass family. But now they're saying, you know what? Fuck it. Nobody under the age of 10. Will they lose business? Will they gain business? I don't know. Time will tell. Quote, we know this is going to make some of you very upset, especially those of you with very well-behaved kids, but we believe this is the right decision for our business moving forward. Now, let's see if they stick to it and they don't, like, retract back. Because I know there's some people, when you're paying a lot of money for a meal or whatever, you you know, I'm not saying it's got to be like, like a library, peace and quiet, but you don't want a bunch of fucking kids running around being ridiculous. And then when your kid decides to have an outburst, the time where you're supposed to like remove them from the situation, get everything under control, or you just let the kid go, kids go buck wild. Because again, everybody thinks like a restaurant or a, a, a skating rink or a, or, or a fucking sky zone is like a babysitting service. So Nettie's is a stylish retro-themed eatery in Monmouth County. Opened in 2018, it was named NewJersey.com's 28th best Italian restaurant in New Jersey last year, and it's one of the most popular Italian restaurants around, according to NewJersey.com. Well, it can't be, I mean, it can't be really too, too popular if it's 28th, but whatever. Uh, the Facebook post about its children under 10 ban has received over 10,000 likes and has been shared over 2,700 times. Wow. Nettie's wrote a response to a comment that the children have, quote, become a liability to us. Quote, kids running around the restaurant in circles when we're trying to carry foods, uh, you know, big trays of food and drinks have made our jobs extremely difficult, which is true. You've seen it. You've seen it plenty of times. Don't act like you have it. Even those of you that might be listening to have kids, you know you've seen it. You know you might have even let it happen. Uh, reactions to the announcement have ranged from supportive to disappointed. Somebody says, support you 100%. Good food deserves a good atmosphere. Commented Bob Clinton in response to the reaction. So uh, somebody else, Jill Sorrentino, no relation to Mike, the situation Sorrentino. She said, it's a fantastic idea. Having worked in the industry since I was 14, I've never seen anything like I have in the recent past. Kids are out of control, and most parents are oblivious. They disregard for manners and common decency. is unreal. Even when they let them bring like an iPad or some bullshit to the table, they're still fucking up. There's always takeout if the kids really want to try it. Not all restaurants are fit for a, quote, family atmosphere, wrote another, uh, another viewer. Others were upset that the restaurants seemed to be taking such drastic measures as banning single-digit kids. Quote, this is really sad to hear. I was looking forward to trying out your place, but a well-behaved nine-year-old, and I'm not welcome. Well, that's you saying he's well-behaved. You know, they're like well-behaved at home. You get them out in public, they act like fucking idiots or vice versa. We've seen it. And then somebody else said, oh, you know, I thought this was a joke. But this might be harsh. Guess what? Then don't go. Hey, don't go. Go to fucking Fazoli's. Go to fucking Olive Garden. You don't like what they're doing? Go get fast Italian food and be done with it. I, for one, I'm not saying that, like, ban them, but I like to have, you know, you're, especially when you're paying a lot for a meal. You have to look at what you're paying for, the surroundings, the environment. 
you know, they got the nice white tablecloths, you know, the music's real quiet. I always say, you know, the, the kids and the people should never be like louder. It's just people want to have a nice experience. And apparently these guys are, I think more restaurants should do that. I don't know if it'll happen or if they'll publicly do it, but you know, in Jersey, you get away with it. What are you going to do? So anyway, thanks for listening to the Alex B podcast on this Monday, this not really a Super Bowl episode episode. Uh, don't forget social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, occasionally TikTok. Uh, you can find stuff on there, some parodies and stuff that I don't share on the podcast that just amuse the fuck out of me that are definitely worth a visual that I might work on later. Have a uh, great week. Make it a good one. Enjoy the weather. It's supposed to be warm in the St. Louis, Illinois metro area this week. So definitely, uh, definitely take advantage of that, and we'll holler soon.